Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Welcome to this week's episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. The show where we bring you weekly installments of wedding planning inspiration and information, along with a healthy dose of hashtag real talk. Today we're discussing how you can make your wedding unique, but we're the first to admit that this is a bit of a confusing concept. Yes, we're not going to talk about exchanging your vows in a hot air balloon or a shark tank, not least because both of those things have actually been done before. Instead, we'll be chatting about the little touches that make a wedding personal in a natural and authentic way. Everything from open mic speeches to food inspired by your granny's cooking. And we've got a pretty special guest to help us do it, writer, author and creative events planner Aoife McElwain. Yes, Aoife definitely uh, did things her own way when she got married and it started with the proposal. She actually proposed to her partner, Niall. Yeah, it's definitely something I think a lot of women are interested in doing and not quite sure how it'll go down. So I think it'd be great to chat to Aoife and hear about how it all happened. It'd be so interesting to hear how people reacted to it because I'd say she got a few snide comments, mm-hmm. even though I'm so here for it. I all love it. the Leap Day movie inspired proposal idea. <laughs> Uh, See, I can't wait to chat to her about that and, of course, about her wedding, which looks like it was just really, really unusual and amazing. One Fab Day expert wedding tips. Everything we do here at the One Fab Day wedding podcast is designed to help you plan an amazing wedding day and enjoy the process as much as possible. So with that in mind, we make sure to include a handy piece of advice in each episode. Claire, you've chosen this week's tip. What have you got? So this one sounds really dull, but I promise it will be helpful. It's think about who gets the buttonholes and corsages. Okay, before we go any further, can we bring corsages back? Yes, I think corsages are back. Oh, okay, maybe they are, and I've missed. I haven't seen them at any weddings recently. Oh, I think we had them at our wedding. Can I? Can I bring a trend back? Just single. Yeah, just you. Sure. Yeah, just yeah. Marco's mom bringing yeah. the trend back. And my sister. And your sister. Yeah, because I love the idea of you know including kind of relatives and people who maybe aren't in the bridesmaid or groomsman gang in the wedding. Yes, so it can be a nice way if you're not having a wedding party mm-hmm. to kind of make a little squad, but also I think it's important to think of who'll be in the room when they're getting dished out Mm. so say at my sister's wedding the buttonholes were there for my dad and my husband and her husband and there were two of his relatives there he's from Greece so he didn't have a lot of family at the wedding Mm. and there were two of his relatives there and they forgot to get buttonholes for them and they were in the room with all the guys getting ready and it was kind of an awkward like oh no we should have got you guys some yeah it was a bit of an anticlimax yes so i think it's just a matter of thinking carefully through that moment of like when you're all putting them on and also thinking through the photos and the collective groups that'll be in the different photos and making sure that anyone who should have one does have one mm. and a nice way to include any friends or family members i suppose who are like sort of out on their own not necessarily part of the wedding party like yes. you know a younger brother or something like that yeah we also have an American intern in the office who told us that in the US anyone who kind of deals with the venue or things like that wears one so that the venue knows they're like official wedding people so it's a good idea to say if you've got a, a friend who is liaising with all your suppliers on the mm. day just so that they know who to go to I love that idea Kind of like in the day when you'd put um, a rose in a book to identify yourself on a blind date. Sure, I was going to say like a prefect badge. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> yeah, well, this is a really good one and something that you might miss if Claire wasn't reminding you. That's what I'm here for. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. The title of this episode is How to Make Your Wedding Unique. But before I go any further, I have to offer some brief words of warning. If you set out to plan a totally unique wedding, you'll be A, setting yourself up for failure and B, adding a ton of stress to the wedding planning process. Absolutely, you will be. Uh, You should never feel like your wedding is somehow unworthy because it slightly resembles someone else's. This episode is more about giving yourself permission to create the kind of wedding that truly reflects yours and your partner's personalities. And our guest today did just that. In 2015, Eva McElwain tied the knot with her lovely other half, Niall, and it sounds like a totally magical bash. 
I think we can call you a multi-hyphenate at this stage. Mm-hmm. Cool. There's a lot <laughs> going you. on. You're a food writer. You run Sing Along Social, which is maybe the best crack thing you can do with your time in Dublin yeah. or in Ireland. Um, and you're an author as well. We'll get into all of that. But first of all, thank you for coming and joining us. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be here. So one thing I'm really interested to ask you about is your proposal, because I believe you did the proposing. That's right. Um, yes, when I got to... When I first proposed to, or when I, okay, wait, uh, I was, when I first proposed, he said yes. So that was, uh, <laughs> it was a good start. Um, yes, I decided to propose to my husband, uh, Niall, on leap year day. Um, this is about, um, it's like not the last leap year, the one before. Mm-hmm. And I thought it would be a really fun thing to do. We had kind of been talking about getting married and, Somebody mentioned that Leap Year was coming up and one of my favorite best worst movies is Leap Year <laughs> starring Amy Adams. <laughs> so I was like, this would be gas if I yeah. proposed to him on Leap Year uh, Day. So I took his mother out for dinner to ask permission you did for the whole thing. his hand in marriage. That's yes. so sweet. That was really cute. The mom and usually doesn't get to do that bit. Yeah. So that was really, really lovely. I took her to Terra Madre, which I thought was pretty appropriate, nice. um, which is on Bachelor's Walk, beautiful little Italian place uh, in the city centre. And um, it was just, it was really sweet. And she really loved that, like being a part of it in that way. And it was a good way to kind of read how their family would sort of, like, would they... Would they take it seriously? Would they be into the idea? Mm. And uh, you know, I also got some pep talks from my from my own family as well. So everyone was was on board, and I proposed to Niall in the Ivy Gardens, uh, which is where we had one of our first dates. So got down one knee and everything, and uh, it was really really good fun. And it's interesting because I think even now, so what's that's kind of six? I can't do the maths. Is it nearly eight years ago? Sure. Yeah. I, guess what, I don't know. <laughs> Some, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I think now it wouldn't be so unusual for a woman to propose, mm. you know, I, I don't I think it would be more common. But it, even just that short time ago, it was a bit like, oh, am I going to be taken seriously? Because I, yeah. I did. I thought it would be great crack. And like I knew that he would think it was fun. But I also wanted him to, you know, like take it seriously. Yeah. You um, don't want him to be like, haha, that's gas. Yeah. Yeah, moving on and then you've put a lot of thought and a lot of work into that's it that's it that's it and uh, it was really fun when we went to the Ivy Gardens because uh, it was unexpectedly packed on oh, this wow. day so you know I, di- I didn't want to propose in front of like loads of people and yeah. Casey was like um no uh, or whatever yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so or in case you'd feel embarrassed or or he'd that. been like I was going to do this, this or whatever weekend. or yeah. something yeah. so um, so I ended up like basically like leading him into a ditch you know and he was like <laughs> what are you doing you know he was like Glamorous. so weird and then then I was like oh getting stressed I was like where are we going to find this like where am I going to propose to him and then just out of nowhere we were walking down one of the paths and this like beautiful tree appeared and uh, I just stopped him there and got down on one knee and um, it was so lovely because the the expression on his face was like the expression that in my best imaginings of how it was going to go that was the expression he, oh. he thought it was I could see he thought it was funny but um, I knew he was kind of taking me seriously and whatever but then I can't really remember what I said I was probably like um, <laughs> marry me I don't know what to say I love you here's um Here's, uh, yeah, here's my hand in marriage. And uh, your mom said it was okay. Uh, So it was just really lovely. And um, then we got married, oh gosh, I don't know, three or four years later. I can't can't quite remember either. I always forget our wedding anniversary. Um, So we did get married. I did study it today. We got married on the 29th of December. I think it was 2014, but don't quote me on that. Because I've just remembered the date uh, but a good friend of mine one of my bridesmaids she made me a Christmas decoration and it has our has our anniversary on it so every time I put it oh, nice. <laughs> how handy it's a good reminder if yeah. you say and then I'm like 29th got it uh, yeah. I would like to add to that story because I met you guys that day did you? Do you remember this? I was like, they probably will never remember this because they were in a newly engaged haze I probably was the first person you bumped into you went to the Shelburne for a drink yes 
And I was there doing an interview because I was a music journalist at the time. Oh my gosh. And Niall's a music writer. So I rocked up to Niall going, oh, hey, you're here for the interview. <laughs> and the two of you were like, um, no. But my favourite part was that you said to me, oh, well, obviously it's because Niall's favourite movie is Leap Year starring Amy Adams. <laughs> and yes. you had me going for a good two seconds. <laughs> it's my favourite thing that you were just getting right in with the rumour mill. Like. <laughs> It's so lovely that you mentioned that because it was really lovely walking around town that day because mm. we did meet quite a few people that we that we knew. And I guess this was early days of Twitter. It was pre-Instagram, but um, I did tweet um, like a kind of series of pictures of um, like me, the tree, my knee, <laughs> which had gotten kind of muddy, you know, and it was really lovely. And people were, um, you know, just very happy for us. And that's a lovely feeling. But it was really nice kind of walking around town. We met a few other pals who who had kind of either who were like, hey, any, how are you? What's going on? Mm-hmm. We were like, we just got engaged. And it was really nice. So thank you for reminding me of that. Um, and how were the reactions? Were they mostly positive? To me proposing? Yeah. Do you mean? Did anyone kind of, were there any choice words that people came out with? Like, oh, I'm really surprised or... Yes, it's it's a it's an interesting question. I was surprised once or twice there was a few comments like that did annoy me at the time of like oh oh was he like just not getting to it or were he, you know okay. was he you know and I was like no I, he was going to get to it and anyway like I wasn't in a rush or anything like that you know we were we'd been together a good good while then so and that was a bit like missing the point maybe mm-hmm. and certainly um my mom wasn't 100% sure about it like classic kind of Irish mammy style she just like got straight to like the worst possible case scenario do you yeah. know troubleshooting ma'am <laughs> yes exactly yeah. and it's just like Have they one. just <laughs> see problems they need to fix them but mm. like it's the vocalizing part that can be hard on their daughters yeah exactly. uh, but yeah. such good intention she's like do you <laughs> just kidding really not be happy with me talking about this but it's so long ago and um, (laughs) everything worked out in the end but uh, yeah she was like do you think I mean do you think well Niall not feel like less of a man and I was like mom that's the exact thing that I want no one to say (laughs) it's like how did you do that how did you find my worst fear about this that is anyway dumb and stupid and anyway she made up for it in so many different ways but uh, um, for example I didn't know should I get Niall an engagement ring should I get something for myself What, what should I do so I ended up giving Niall a little lapel pin that my mom had had it was about 30 years old at that stage and she knew that it would be perfect so that was her way of um, kind of making up for like freaking me out about it that's really sweet I first told her about it (laughs) poor mom it's just moms sometimes I think they're just so good at spotting problems Mm -hmm. but you would recommend proposing yes if there are any women listening to this going oh I'd kind of like to do that but I'm not sure definitely I think if you know your partner uh and you know it's the right thing to do like there's no um it was really really fun when other proposals happen um maybe you get to you understand the other side of it that that you know so that's kind of interesting too mm, yeah. um and you can share kind of the war stories because it's a different experience because you're you're the one planning and you're the one thinking oh is this person going to say yes are they going to enjoy this proposal is it thoughtful enough what should we do after uh, you know all mm. of that kind of stuff so and you know do I should I talk to their parents and this is quite a really uh, yeah I would highly recommend it if it's the right person sure why not yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> And how was wedding planning for you? Was that an enjoyable experience, stressful one? Hmm. (laughs) Well, okay, let me put it this way. Um, I remember a couple of weeks before our wedding, I was so unbelievably stressed out and anxious about the entire thing that I decided to give myself a break by watching television. And I was channel surfing and suddenly this program called The World's Most Dangerous Brides came on. And I was like, oh my my God, God, this is for me. And I looked again, (laughs) I looked again, and it was actually The World's Most Dangerous Roads. But I was so like, 
bride wedding uh, spreadsheets um, that I was just like <laughs> oh insane. Um, I think basically myself and Niall did a very DIY wedding. We took over um, South Studios, which was like a big creative space in Dublin 8, really close to where we lived at the time. It's complete blank canvas. So mm. we brought in everything, um, tables, teaspoons, um, heaters, because uh, we did have a have a winter wedding. Um, and uh, there was no kitchen in the place. So luckily, the family cafe let our chef use their kitchens. And then it was like, how are we going to get the food over to the, the venue? And um, it was just a lot. Uh, I don't have any regrets about it because we had an amazing time. However, the lead up, because there was just a, lo- a good, a longer to do list mm. than than maybe if we had gone to a more traditional wedding venue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just yeah. meant that maybe more more was on us. And we had a, after our kind of South Studio takeover, we had a, a larger after party in the Dublin Co-op, um, which is where the Dublin Flea Market used to be. So again, that was, uh, you know, we were kind of doing two parties. Um, and I think it was just the kind of longer to-do list. And then when you're doing something a bit differently, even now and since then I've really noticed the difference like I think wedding guests even the kind of older generation they love different weddings they Mm. love it they're just like thank goodness we are at something new this is exciting and fun they're the people you're most nervous about but actually they're the most on board I think so yeah and I think when you're doing something differently you can feel maybe a bit exposed or you know that you know you're putting yourself out there it can feel a bit vulnerable to do Mm. that and then so I think that for me anyway is where kind of a lot of the, the stress came from but what I've what I realized and what I um, sort of reassure other brides and grooms and people who are getting married um, is that like your wedding guests are the most sympathetic audience you're mm. ever gonna have they just want you to have a good time and you're also not gonna please everybody and that's a really good lesson in life actually you know you you just you know you just set up the cards and if they want to kind of mixing metaphors here I'm like set up <laughs> the cards and time. light the match <laughs> that's literally us every week <laughs> but yeah you do think that uh, you know oh what if someone's really annoyed because I picked the wrong starter or whatever yeah. and you know a no one thinks that and b if someone does you know they probably will keep it to themselves and if they're not they're kind of a jerk so let them off it's that lovely mantra of um, the people who mind don't matter and the people who matter don't mind Mm, that's a really good one for a wedding you know and uh, and I think it is really nice that there's a bit more flexibility of what people might expect or and people enjoy a bit of bit of difference Um, but uh, you know it's it's tough because there's um, you know it can feel really overwhelming with Pinterest and Instagram and all of the you know it's just the paradox of choice of having yeah. so much to choose from yeah. are you going to make the right one and you know at the end of the day I think the the narrative around weddings and being like the best day of your life is, is quite problematic because it puts so much pressure on everybody it does and actually I would say that it was one of the best days but um, it was more like one of the most like real days for me and the most connected present Mm. days Mm. uh and you know like it was it was great it was really fun I think Niall enjoyed it as well (laughs) that's important too (laughs) I really like though that you said that that your wedding which I've seen photos outwardly it looks like this cool chilled laid-back day and I'm aware because I had a similar wedding that the ones that seem chilled on the outside are the ones that the most work goes into and we're like big advocates of people knowing that from the outset that like if you actually want a wedding where the whole process is chilled book a venue with a package and be done with it <laughs> yes yes totally um and it was really cool to be able to create something on a blank canvas and everything but it did it took a lot of work mm-hmm. and and actually myself and Niall even at that time were working in events like we had experience you know so that's just to say that we were more prepared maybe than yeah. than some and you were connected. but it was that's it so um but still it took its toll <laughs> just like <laughs> gosh laughing at like even what was fun though what was really good I was really happy on the day of the wedding I think my bridesmaids thought that like I don't know I had maybe I, they were a little concerned on the morning of the wedding because I was so calm <laughs> 
after being so stressed for quite quite a while. But I, I was really determined on the day just to be present and mm. enjoy and enjoy the day. And I really did. I really did. Except for um, there was a few bits like the photographs kind of taking a long time. Yeah. I think that's a bit that people mm. um, maybe sort of... Um, Underestimate. Yeah. 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 And you feel like you you sort of want to like get in with the party and stuff like that. Yeah. But it was it was marvelous. Like everybody was just wonderful. And obviously music is very important to both you and Niall because he works in music and obviously with Sing Along Social it's all about the tunes. Mm -hmm. Was that a tricky thing to decide what kind of music you were gonna have? Did you know instantly this Mm. is what we're gonna do? Yeah. Um so we as I explained, it was a very important part for our wedding because I would have been working a lot in food as well. So the food and music were the most important things to us and they were the things that we prioritized. So with the music, uh, we had three bands. We had Ships, um, La Galaxy and a band called the Elderly Brothers, which is my dad and my uncle, Love it. Um, oh, cute. which was unbelievable. <laughs> They're on tour a lot, so, you know, they <laughs> took some time out of their busy schedule supporting Bruce Springsteen. Um, no, they, so that, w- that was really important to me. My, my dad is a, is a musician as well, and, and is my, so is my uncle. Um, so it was really important to me to have that family connection there. And um, I think with La Galaxy, they were um, personal friends of ours and a band as well that we had had a lot of fun at with mm. at their shows over the years and had seen them develop as well and ships were similar as well close friends with them too and also just love their music and it was important to us I suppose that we wanted to showcase our life together I guess mm. that sounds really kind of maybe a bit that's where that pressure comes from but I mean yeah. it in a in a positive way it was more like we want to we wanted to share the best of our lives with our friends and family so that was why we wanted it to be in Dublin 8 where we were living at the time where we still live um we wanted it to showcase the creative studio hub and this kind of blank canvas idea and what what it's like to go into an old building in Dublin and experience an event um that someone has created out of kind of nothing Mm. and then to go over to the flea market um, house or the Dublin Food Co-op the venue there and then have these three great bands that reflected us as people and we also had a DJ as well he goes by the name well he used to go by the name of Neo Supervital but um, now he's just Tim <laughs> and uh, anyway um, it was just it was really important for us to, that the tunes reflected who we were um, we had everything from like a what do you call it Siege of Ennis mm-hmm. to Bruce Springsteen to The Weight by the band um, to like all of the Galaxy songs, Ships. And then um, I think we did, I definitely remember Kate Bush. And for sure, the first time I ever crowd surfed was at my wedding. Oh, and wow. I crowd surfed twice. So that was wow. pretty good. Do you remember the song that was playing? No. You were too euphoric. Too euphoric. Too euphoric. Too euphoric. Yeah. There is something really nice though about that thing of like, it's our wedding and here's what our relationship has been like. We've been going to see these bands for years. Mm. You yeah. know, it's a nice way to personalize things. Yeah. I think. And let everyone in a little bit. Yeah. And people were really up for it as well. I suppose maybe having the elderly brothers who <laughs> played first and, you know, maybe did a few more traditional kind of, you know, wedding band songs. You know, that was a really good bridge. Mm. And I think people enjoyed that it was that it was the family connection as well mm. and also they're really good musicians so that that also helped that helped it'd be terrible if like your dad like really stank at yeah. playing songs and you're like my dad's gonna play <laughs> and everyone <laughs> clears like, out of the venue and you're like guys no, gonna we? go stand at the bar now <laughs> <laughs> no they did a great job it was it was really good and you packed a lot in as well that's a lot of music yes. for one event mm. yeah yeah yeah. Which is nice. Just I cannot do things by halves. It's just not in my <laughs> DNA, unfortunately. So tell us about the food. Uh, the food at the wedding had a wonderful chef, um, Hilary Brennan. She has another name now because she got married and now it's double. I've forgotten her name. Uh, anyway, she's from Blast Catering, but she's one of the chefs um, at 3FE Coffee. Uh, she's the executive chef for for them and so I wanted to reflect again that kind of simple home cooking and food that 
again, myself and Niall really loved. Um, we had kind of sharing starters, uh, lots of, and beetroot hummus is something I'm kind of famous for. <laughs> Just a little brag there. Um, you didn't no. make your own for your wedding, did you? No. We did have a rare wedding recently where a bride catered her own wedding. Now, she oh, didn't yeah. make the food. She designed the menus and handed it over to a team. Mm. But still, I was like, oh, that's very ambitious now. Mm. Yeah, I think um, I'm sure at one stage I thought I would make it. <laughs> and then, you know, somebody talked me off the cliff, I'd say. Mm. But uh, yeah, I remember and it's, it's so lovely. Um, a friend of mine made for her own wedding she made beautiful favors of little pots of jam and it was so cute on the wedding um i think it was her husband or maybe the best man anyway referenced these beautiful pots of jam and he was like there's literally like sweat tears and probably blood in that jam <laughs> like it was like the ch- and I, I could only imagine there's like they were beautifully like individually um labeled it was gorgeous but she was like nearly killed me making all that jam yeah um so it was delicious it was a really sweet thing often there are ways to create the same sentiment and to make things personal reflective of you but you don't have to do everything with your own hands yes i guess is the point Mm. definitely we're all for delegating and opting out of things where possible (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. delegate that to-do list and i know that you guys had like a bit of a hashtag going on the wedding hashtag love jam before yes. your time before your time oh my yeah. gosh that was such a good segue jam to love jam <laughs> um so i always think things are better when you just give them a name or a theme mm. and actually my family and friends get a little little tired of me theming everything <laughs> like you know I'll have, it can't just be brunch it has to be like disco brunch <laughs> and then we'll have like you know diana croissants <laughs> and like I you know it. um scramble sister slags yeah, that's yeah. a bit you know so anyway I uh, love your enthusiasm th- nothing else <laughs> thanks yeah. and yeah so I wanted to I wanted to give the wedding a name I think and anyway it came to me in the middle in the middle of the night um, and it was <laughs> so the best things do yeah so we got beautiful amazing Irish illustrator uh, Fatty Burke to do a logo for us and a little family crest and then we used those designs for a website rather than sending out printed Im- invitations at the time. That was kind of what we used. Sustainable invitations, also ahead of your time. <laughs> <laughs> and the family crest, was that like you and Niall and your dog? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cute. I love it. I was like, oh, did you combine your like heritage or anything? But no, no, no. It was like the new family. Yeah. That's really sweet. Yeah, it was really lovely. And the website thing again, so that, that worked wonderfully and it was one of those things that you know you're like oh will people be weirded out that they don't have a physical invite and like mm. like nobody minded everyone made it on time yeah yeah exactly that's it yeah and was it handy to sort of have a theme to use then whenever you were I suppose having a flustered moment you could be like no it's about the love jam yeah exactly exactly um so we did get a feel it just meant that uh one of the best things I invested in was a a stamp with the love jam logo because that stamp made its way to so many things like we got tote bags made up and we used the stamp for kind of coffee cups napkins plates for cheese boards you know it was just like everywhere <laughs> and uh it, it, it was good it was a good investment god you did go to a lot of effort when you look back on it now have you like one standout memory truly uh what was so lovely was the actual ceremony bit the actual point of the whole thing mm-hmm. um because <laughs> that be was forgotten. the that was the only bit that i hadn't like completely micromanaged i'd almost like forgotten about it you know oh it was really lovely walking into the room where we had our ceremony we had a humanist ceremony and at that time it was kind of just pre the time where um the new kind of regulation came mm-hmm. in about getting married so um it was humanist or the church but um we decided to go for a humanist ceremony it was fantastic again it was important to both of us that a, a woman married us so we had a great a great um celebrant called sally but i i really do remember walking into the room for the first time and this is going to sound extraordinarily cheesy but it's exactly how i felt i felt that i had died and gone to heaven and that everyone was like oh my god you're here <laughs> 
I've never heard it described that way before. I love that. And I totally get it yeah. though. You're and walking like, in this room and it's just loads of love. Yeah. And everyone's and excited to see you. Yeah. And they're literally and radiating like, love towards yeah. you. Yeah. And they're like, you look so pretty. Yeah. And you're like, ah. <laughs> really, really nice. Um, so, And I wasn't expecting that. That's very powerful feeling lovely 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 feeling so I certainly remember that and I remember you know seeing Niall there and uh, around all of our friends and and you know it is a special day because it is unusual to have all of your people in Mm. the same room at the same time that's what Mm. kind of makes it super special I think oh like goosebumps (laughs) Um, and these days your work takes you to weddings quite regularly with Sing Along Social can you Explain, because I feel like I might butcher it if I do it, what Sing Along Social is. Sure. Uh, The Sing Along Social is a zero commitment choir designed for people who cannot sing. (laughs) So it's sort of like group karaoke, no microphones, no putting anybody on the spot. And we do loads of um, parties and we do hen parties, birthday parties. We also do public events throughout the year, mostly in Dublin. But our private parties take us all over the country into the UK and the States and wow. Berlin now in September. Wow. Um, well, that's for a festival. So that's another really big part of, of what we do as mm. well. So this we're just heading into festival season for the summer. And I think it was probably about two years ago that I started doing weddings. And first of all, it was just for friends. And I really love being a part of a wedding. And maybe it's because I've been through it myself. And I know how important it is. And uh, and so do all of the other suppliers that I've come across, for sure. It's, it's just a, an important day and... I guess it's a special day to be a part of, of course. Um, and it's just, that's the same reason why I love doing hen parties, because I feel like it's such a privilege to be one of the gals mm. and being a part of that pretty special day that, that, you know, someone can have with their best, best, best friends. So, yeah, the weddings, how it works at the weddings is I often kind of either pop up towards the end of the night or and I've done a couple of day twos as well because it is a great hangover cure yeah. mm-hmm. um, and it's a nice I've, I'm finding that um, day twos are still really popular maybe gaining yeah. popularity yeah. maybe and I think that's really wise because it makes a lot of sense I think to, to do the second day if you've gone to all the trouble for the first day it just goes by so quickly yeah and when um, you've got everyone there with you for a weekend why not make the most yeah of it? that's it so yeah I work with couples on designing a playlist that will really suit their friends and family and, and maybe represent themselves and um, it's basically like an interactive DJ set so um, we kind of highlight certain songs through the use of props and we always give prizes to the best worst singers and <laughs> definitely try to to make a fuss over sort of special people in the bridal party too if that's possible we did a really lovely wedding the mother of the bride her favorite song was heart of gold by neil young and i got like a giant gold balloon like a helium one and we like tied it around her waist. Oh, and then so like cute. the whole wedding was like around her singing to her. I love that. And everybody cried. Um, which I want to put on my business card. Yeah. Like everybody cried. Make, <laughs> <laughs> makes people cry. Dash anonymous. With joy. <laughs> um, so that's, uh, yeah, it's, it's really special. I really, really enjoy it. So, uh, you know, taking on maybe I would say about 10 or 12 weddings a year. And I'm pretty much booked up now until kind of spring 2020 going on forward there. So mm-hmm. so that's nice that's to kind great. of look, look ahead to a busy schedule. And did you know from when you started doing them at festivals and things that it would be a good fit for weddings? Or were you a bit nervous initially? Yeah, I didn't really think about it. I mean, the thing with the sing-along social is it's been such an organic growth of a little business because the first time I did it I was going to invite some friends over for brunch remember I talked about my themed brunch mm-hmm. and we were going to do a, a Alanis, Alanis I remember yes yes <laughs> so we were going to do an Alanis Morissette sing-along social brunch well it wasn't sing-along social yet I just mm. said why don't you come over to my house we'll play Jagged Little Pill and we'll just press play and sing along it'll be so funny and then like 
my guest list kind of got a bit too big for my kitchen, so I called a pal who, you know, uh, was running a pub at the time. Sorry, all I can picture is brunch and there's 10,000 spoons on the table. <laughs> there's no knives. Yes, exactly. And it's like, <laughs> so on theme. So ironic. Um, so, yeah, so I called uh, my buddy who was working in MVP at the time, really great little pub in Dublin 8. And I was like, could I use your room for this? I just want to sing along to this album with some pals. And he's like, yeah. And then I put it up on Facebook just because maybe, I don't know, some other people might want to come. Within a day or two, like a thousand people wanted to come. So anyway, (laughs) on the night, we got a hundred people in the door because it's a tiny pub. And it was the most fun. And I just kept doing it. And then I think it was the next month, by the next month I had or my sorry, my husband had come up with the name Sing Along Social. He's very good at naming things. Then gradually over the years, it just built up to to doing monthly events and then festivals and then I think birthday parties might have come after that and on to weddings and corporate events and now I have a team of eight crack mechanics that are official job title title. yeah so you know their job is to just uh, facilitate the sort of machinery one needs to have a (laughs) cracktastic party and they're absolute experts so that so that's really wonderful it means that there are teams that can do hen parties at different parts of the country and makes us a bit more kind of flexible and Mm. it broadens our capacity of what we can do but Mm. it also um means that um that we just have a wonderful team of people working together so that's that's really really fun and really positive and as someone who professionally has to bring the banter to hen parties you must be great crack on a hen party I'm actually so boring um, <laughs> I am actually uh, I'm like one of those sort of introverted extroverts mm. um, I really need a job um, <laughs> it might be okay I think my I'm just being modest of course I'm an incredible crack like, <laughs> at all times uh, no but it's it's true though I also um, don't drink alcohol I gave up alcohol about a year and a half before our wedding actually it wasn't connected to getting married or anything but my wedding became a goalpost of like you know what I'll just stay off drink until then and then it kind of came closer and I thought actually of all the days this is the one that I want to be sober at for Mm -hmm. me personally and it's become really useful for me to have something like the sing-along social Mm. because it's my way of kind of being a part of the crack Um, because that can be a bit of an adjustment if you stop drinking alcohol in a place where it's you know the glue that kind of keeps us Mm -hmm. keeps us keeps us partying yeah so this is uh it's a really good way for me to kind of still be a part of the crack by actually kind of providing it in a way so yeah at a hen party I will give myself a job so it's kind (laughs) of annoying I'm the same though I'm (laughs) more fun I feel like if I I just feel more comfortable at a hen party or a wedding if I've taken on a job Mm. I mean sometimes it's fine if I don't but I feel a bit more involved and then I end up you know just being more relaxed version of myself we went to a hen recently and I set up my own little glitter station and I was self-appointed glitter applier. Yes. And uh, yeah, it does help. It helps you mix and yeah. people. And yeah, exactly. You had a great time with the aunties. I did. I now know them all by name. Yeah. Oh. I'm just known as Glitter Girl, but that's okay. <laughs> be great at the oh. wedding. They'd be like, where's Glitter, glitter Girl? girl. Yeah. <laughs> Quick, uh, there's a glitter emergency. Get <laughs> Glitter Girl. <laughs> I love it. We'll make you a cape. It's so cute. Thank you. Um, Eva, can I ask about the playlists at weddings? Mm-hmm. Like, is it does it tend to be the couples choose like quite a broad mix? Or is there ever someone who's like, just play George Michael? <laughs> so how I approach the wedding is finding as much information about the guests who are going to be there. So, you know, some people have more just like friends or some people have a really multi-generational mix. So through doing loads of different parties for loads of different types of people of all ages over the years, truly, like um, I guess I have a good idea of what what does work um, and what songs are really good for a big group so I don't tend to do say for example the public gigs that I do would would tend to be a specific artist so it could be ABBA versus Fleetwood Mac or Spice Girls or Alanis but with the hen parties and and weddings we tend to be a bit more broad Um, it is led by the the bride and groom the groom and groom and the bride and bride and so I'll take into account some some of their special mm. songs, like say the Heart of Gold for the Mother of the Bride mm-hmm. or something like that. So then we can personalize it, but it really does depend. And I do curate it especially for for that event as well. So I think that's important for everybody because 
it's important for me, I think, as the DJ to not be like, if I hear Don't Stop Believing by Journey <laughs> one more time, I will stop believing in myself. And <laughs> so I think that's really important too, to yeah, just kind of keep fresh. it. Yeah. And for couples who are maybe going with a more cookie cutter wedding and they're looking for ways to make it unique, would you have any tips for putting your own stamp on your day? Um, just pick a theme and just like give something a title. It's unbelievable. Like you can have like a croissant that I, you know, for <laughs> that's such a good example because I literally <laughs> bought these croissants. Oh, no, 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 I lie. I am. I cannot help myself. I could have just bought the croissants and called them Diana croissants for my disco brunch. But I did add um, like honey and bee pollen because I'm a incurable hipster. And uh, <laughs> But you could have just we could have just left them as a normal croissants. Right. So anyway, the thing was just uh, giving it a name, I guess, worked. So I think it's just personalizing things to your family and your friends um, and yourselves as a couple. Because I guess even if you did it completely DIY like we did, I mean, we still had, you know, the ceremony, the dinner and the dancing, you know, the template is there and it works. Mm. Um, so and as you said, so even if you're getting a cookie cutter a wedding, there's still loads of ways to make it your own. I think, you know, maybe names of your tables or I just think delegating and maybe not you know, I mean, it depends because you could also, you know, lean on your friends and family. I think as we've all said, mm. like, I think most people love a job yeah. and it can be a really good way if you've got someone in your family who maybe is a little anxious or something like that. Mm. They might need a little job to kind of keep them, keep them going, keep them busy. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I think leaning on your pals is a great way to you know, use their skills to make things unique as well. And our last question is one that I think you are perfectly placed to answer. Not only did you write a book called Slow at Work, which is wonderful, I've read it, fantastic, about sort of fostering a healthy work-life balance. There's a lot more in it than that, but that's the general gist. But you also mentioned that you were a little bit of a stressed bride. Do you have any tips for couples on dealing with wedding planning burnout? Because that's something we hear about a lot. Yes. In my book, I do reference Love Jam because there's a chapter about recovery time. So if you think about yourself uh, at work, if you think about, I think it's especially for people who are working for themselves, but, but not even just because we're so connected, it can be really difficult to prioritize your downtime and to actually take like real proper breaks. One of the people I interviewed for my book was uh, Durbel O'Rourke, the hurdler, the uh, the athlete. And she was talking about how athletes always prioritize their recovery time. It's part of their training. It's literally part of their job to rest because they know that if you want to run a marathon, you can't do it unless mm. you've you know trained properly and you've mm. taken that rest time. So work is kind of similar and it has been really helpful for me to start thinking about my recovery time as part of my job so I don't feel guilty about it yeah and I'm not giving out to myself like when I'm supposed to be resting and I'm mm -hmm. like you know <laughs> an ex a good example is like if you're at a friend's wedding and you're like nipping off to the bathroom to like check your email on your phone you know it's just like no out of office like nothing is, is an emergency if it really is an emergency someone's going to find you you know I think th the part of my book where I reference the wedding is talking about activities that you can do that help promote like a good healthy proper switch off recovery and yeah. one of those times was when myself and Niall made our wedding rings so we did a jewelry workshop and it was just really lovely because we really worked on it 50 50 we really did and we each had these like huge to-do lists but it was like we were sort of in little mini silos like yeah, you know you're both he, beavering away separately. yeah he's mm -hmm. doing like all the stuff over there and I'm doing all the stuff and then it was so nice to come together and make these rings together and it was like two days and you know it was very analog it was us working with our hands working kind of side by side I made my own ring he made his ring and that that to me as well symbolized our relationship you know because we're both very independent but we really support each other and just kind of you know work alongside each other to mm -hmm. try and create our best possible life but like I don't let him touch my stuff so <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding but um, it was really lovely so I think I think taking time out to just remember that all of this other frilly stuff 
truly does not matter and it's not what you're going to remember it's wonderful it's wonderful to make an effort and it is important to be prepared and make sure that you've got all the boxes ticked and mm. you know people are going to want to eat they are going to want to dance but they're the most sympathetic audience that you're ever going to have they're not going to care if you made the jam yourself mm-hmm. they're going to really appreciate it if you do they're not going to talk about whether the dinner was cold and if they do like who gives a hoot what you're going to remember yourself is how how everybody made you feel how you felt mm-hmm. and just about the actual important thing which is the two of you getting married in front of your pals and your family so I think getting away from the jobs is really important mm-hmm. um, and maybe taking time out together to do something nice yeah. um, and maybe try to not talk about it for a, a day or two would probably be good too um, but I think that was a really good moment for us. And we, we did, like, we had good moments throughout. But, um, yeah, I just got really stressed out about it, you know. It's big, like the pressure it of it. Yeah. Especially when you're doing all of the things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aoife, you've been magic. And yeah. if there isn't Diana Croissants at a real wedding in the next 18 months, <laughs> I will be very surprised. <laughs> Thank Easter you. Hen Party Brunch. Yes. Thank you very much for coming in. You're welcome. My pleasure. We have to say a huge thank you to Aoife for coming in and chatting to us. You can find out all about her work, including Sing Along Social and her book, Slow at Work, online at aoifamcklewain.com. One fab day, listener dilemmas. Now it's time for one of our favourite parts of the show where we answer one of your wedding-related questions. Selena has been digging around our digital mailbag this week and she's chosen this week's dilemma. So we had a message from a listener on Instagram who writes how do I put a disclaimer on the invite that basically says there's no pressure to come to the wedding how do I word this our wedding is on the Aran Islands so it may require people taking Friday and Monday off work as the wedding is Saturday and the first ferry doesn't leave a lot of time to get ready I absolutely want everyone to come and friends in Australia have already booked flights home as soon as we set the date but I want to acknowledge that it's far and awkward and that we won't be annoyed if people can't come I think, as always, the people who want to be there will be there. Yeah, I think my advice for this person is kind of have confidence in your day and that people are really going to want to come. So don't don't be worrying that you're putting them out or that there's this external pressure on them to come mm-hmm. because really they probably all will be delighted to come. And yeah, OK, it's maybe more awkward then, let's say, if they're all based in Dublin and there's a city wedding in Dublin. But, you know, part of the fun of weddings is that every couple of weddings you go somewhere completely random and a bit different. And most of them will enjoy that and lean into it. I think if you're really, really nervous, uh, feel like you have to justify it, Mm. say something on the invitation like we're really excited to have you in one of our favourite places and we really hope you can make the journey. And that implies that you're aware it's a journey. You're aware that they might need to take a half day from work, but that there's a reason why you're asking them to go there. You haven't just picked... Timbuktu yeah. for no reason you're bringing them to the Iron Islands because you think it's beautiful and you think they'll have a great time when they're there yeah and a good way to word um, the RSVP is something like of course I'll be there on the day or I'll be celebrating from afar which kind of I think makes them feel like it's less of a big deal if they can't actually yes. make it yeah they're not like regretfully won't be attending yeah I never understand why they word things that way that makes it sound <laughs> like they're like weeping while they're filling out the card <laughs> obviously no one is going to tick that box so yeah there's definitely ways you can word it to make um, people seem like you know it's totally fine for them not to come but probably all of them really want to come yeah Aaron Island sounds like great crack wedding it does Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. 
With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. I, Fester Adam, do hereby declare my unending love. Ditto. I will worship you forever. Now for something. That's not your wedding. One of the biggest challenges of wedding planning is knowing when to set aside your to-do list and give yourself a well-earned break from the admin. But as per usual, Claire and I have got your back. Every single week, we recommend something fun for you to do that's got absolutely nothing to do with weddings. Claire, I believe you've prepared a little something for us today. I've prepared a whole couch. What? (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? So my recommendation for this week, so as Aoife said, it's really good to like... Use your hands when you're trying to clear your head. Mm, It's good for mindfulness. Yes. So my recommendation this week is to make your own furniture. Okay, that sounds quite involved. (laughs) It's not because I borrowed an idea from Pinterest and I made myself a pallet couch. Well, I say I made with the help of my husband. He did most of the work, let's be honest. So an outdoor couch made of pallets. Yes. For summertime drinks and such. If it sounds awful... Pinterest it and you'll see there's there's nice ones I'm in the process of styling it out so I'm making myself a little corner of the garden there's going to be an outdoor rug there's a fire pit there'll be some like hurricanes with candles in them and some hanging plant dealios it's going to be gorge and there is something in that about the whole like using your hands thing because I feel like if you are literally hammering one palette to another palette you can't possibly be thinking about your wedding exactly it's total yeah absolutely clears your mind This one might not be for people who are doing a lot of DIY for their wedding. They might be like, I can't look at another palette. Fair. But if you're having maybe a more glam traditional wedding, but you want to get your hands dirty, make your own furniture. I have a question. Would Ikea furniture count? Um, I guess doing some flatback. But I don't know if that's like a new hobby to do this week. (laughs) But you know, it might help you switch off. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Like a wardrobe or something. I'm not going to be doing that, but <laughs> it's very you know, cute. We're, we're a broad church here. They won't all apply to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to be doing this one, but I can't wait to come over and sit on your pallet couch and enjoy a drink in the summertime. Yep. If I'll you'll have, have a gin me. ready for you. Thanks, Claire. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. That's it for this week's episode of the One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've got something to add to the conversation, please do drop us a line. You can email us at hello at onefabday.com or message us via social. We're at onefabday on all the major social channels. And while we have you, we'd love if you can help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do this by rating or reviewing us on iTunes and sending a link on to anyone you know who might enjoy it. And don't forget to head over to onefabday.com for your daily fix of wedding inspiration and information. We've got new features going up every single day. And if you have a browser around, you'll find helpful guides on pretty much every aspect of wedding planning from budgets to bridal shoes. The One Fab Day Wedding Podcast. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 